Hi, this is Shannon from Mindakani Yoga. Our yoga practice is more than just what we do on our mats. It's also about how we live our lives. This podcast will share with you some stories and opinions from different people who I have had the pleasure of meeting and talking to. Hello, it's Shannon. I'm just recording a little introduction to our podcast and I'm doing it a little bit differently. So normally I sit down with my computer and my microphone to record anything. And I have um, typically only ever recorded things at the studio. And last week I recorded in my bedroom while I was home with all of the family. Today, I'm actually recording this while I'm out on a walk. I am walking along the river right now. And it's that perfect time of night where if you get to see the river very often at night, it's like the sky is getting dark, but there's still a little bit of light left. I can see the moon and a couple of stars and the water looks like it's glowing. There's only a couple of clouds in the sky. The water is pretty calm. It's not like how sometimes in the morning it looks like glass. It's not like that. There's still movement to the water, but it's calm. It's pretty. Car going by. I was just passed by a couple of other walkers who are walking at a much faster pace than me. because I knew I was going to be talking, I didn't want to be breathing incredibly loud. So I have kept my pace relatively slow. A little leisurely stroll today. It has been an exceptionally long day. I'm sure that most of you can completely commiserate with the roller coaster of emotions that are going on right now. I have been bouncing back and forth between uh, actual enjoyment, like I'm enjoying some of the extra free time, and fear because I don't know what is coming down the road. There's no, um, you know, exact answers for when things will get back to normal. There's also that part of me that's like, maybe we shouldn't go back to normal. Maybe all of this is offering us a lesson and helping to point out um, some really important things about life that maybe we've forgotten or lost touch with. So that's been my normal ebb and flow, but today was just like exceptionally hard. And I was working with a lot of stuff online and trying to get things the way that I want them. And whenever my anxiety levels get a little bit higher, my obsessive compulsive tendencies pick up. So with all of the disarray and chaos around us, I have been overly nitpicky and controlling about other areas of my life. 
so we are currently going through room by room and decluttering and organizing and it's awesome and it's feeling nice and um, it's it's things that we just haven't really had time to do that needed to get done that now we have time to do. So that's been kind of awesome. But um, today was just hard and I ended up having like a huge meltdown and crying in my kitchen for a long time until I had a headache. And then uh, my husband came home from work and like he always does, just allowed me to completely vent and dump everything out on the table for him. And I'm always so appreciative that he can do that for me. Um, He doesn't often do that to me, where he unloads his bag of stress on me. I guess sometimes he does. I think mine is a little more theatrical, maybe? I don't know. But anyways, that was long. I hope that you're doing good. I miss you guys. I have been spending every day still at the studio, but it feels so weird and empty without all of the energy that stays in the room even after you guys leave. It's it's fading away a little bit. So, on the conversation that will follow this little, maybe long (laughs) introduction, I'm talking to Mackenzie from Wallflower Yoga Studio about movement and specifically just ways that we can add extra movement into our everyday life. So right now, currently, my guess is that most of us have more free time on our hands than we normally do. Some of us, maybe not. Some people who are still working are maybe working extra long hours or extra shifts or extra hard. Maybe when you are done working, you're extra tired. So in that case, maybe you take more pauses and more moments of stillness so that you can nurture yourself on a different level. But if you um, are needing more movement or enjoying more movement or have extra time and are wanting to develop new habits with this extra time, maybe this is a good talk for you today. Um, In the show notes of the podcast, I will link Mackenzie's um, social media profiles and her website. And she's offering a ton of live stream classes right now, which is incredible. Um, So check her out. Anyways, I will talk to you again soon. Bye for now. It is. It is recording now. It was like I hit the button and nothing at all happened on my screen. And then I hit the button again and nothing happened. And then I was like looking at my phone and then all of a sudden it popped up that it was recording. Amazing.
So let's do this. Okay. Go for it, Shannon. So <laughs> Mackenzie. Shannon. You own Wallflower Yoga Studio in Sarnia. And you are a yoga teacher who is very interested in like movement, like outside of traditional yoga asana. Yes. So we decided to have a conversation about adding more movement into everyday life, which is important right now because no one can go to yoga studios or go to gym. So everyone's trying to incorporate movement into their everyday living at home. And even after all of this ends, we could keep adding movement into our everyday life. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So a couple years ago, I found out about Katie Bowman, who is a biomechanist. She's an author and she is a huge proponent of adding movement into everyday life. Because it was funny, I was reading a quote, I believe it was of hers, and it said that we're in a pandemic of sitting too much and being way too sedentary and not adding a lot of quality or quantity of movement in our lives, which I thought was funny because I was, well, not funny, but I was reading that quote today (laughs) and I was like, wow, we're in a double pandemic right now. Yes. I love that. That is kind of, I get it though. Like funny, like, like weird. It's ironic (laughs) or something. Yes. (laughs) So. Oh, that is such a good quote though. mm -hmm. So she's really a huge proponent of adding quality movement and quantity of movement into your everyday life. And so you think about that. How can we make more movement accessible in our day to day and think of exercise in a bigger picture? Think of movement and exercise is like one stream of movement, I guess you could say. So going to a yoga class for one hour, sometimes traditionally in Western culture, it is more exercise at times. We can be heavy on that or, you know, going to your gym class for an hour, but how can we add more movement in our day to day? So I like to think, and she also is a says stacking your life. So stacking your life in movement. And so an example of that could be doing your laundry in a squat or doing it instead of sitting, sitting on your couch, you could switch it up and maybe take a seat on a stool or bring it a little lower to the ground. So it doesn't have to be all or nothing. We can slowly work our way into these different variations. Um, adding more functional movements into your life, like how you overhead reach for objects in your cupboards or where, however you store things, um, hinging, how you go to pick something up. Can you do it with a mindful awareness of how you're moving your body through space? Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it's one of those things too, where like, if you think of, um, I mean, obviously, in our current age with depending on what your job is and things like that, like there is a lot of people that work in jobs where they are sitting a lot. So it's awesome to think of like, because I don't know, I know that it's one of those things where it can be super easy to say from the outside, like you should have time to go to the gym. You should have time Mm -hmm. to do this. Well, and realistically, when we make something a priority, we can usually fit it in somewhere. But when you have like a house full of children and your work 
life is maybe hectic. Like sometimes you don't get out of work on time, right? (laughs) Or like things like Mm -hmm. that. Like it can be really hard sometimes to always get the practices in that you want over like the course of a week or a month or whatever. But we have things that we do every day like that, like folding laundry. We fold laundry all the time. Like you're always going to have to do your laundry. So the thought of like just making that a movement exercise is Mm -hmm. awesome bringing that quality of awareness to how you're moving or how, yeah, how how you're habitually placing your body, I guess. So even standing at your sink and doing the dishes, that's a moment that you can check in with your body posture. You know, are you dumping into one hip too much or do you always stand a certain way when you're doing your dishes? How could you bring awareness to what you're doing in that moment and taking that as an opportunity to move with quality and move with quantity at times, maybe not at the same doing dishes, but (laughs) more quality in your posture at that point, I would say. So yeah, Yeah. it's really nice because sometimes we also feel this guilt when we can't get to these classes or guilt that we didn't get to go to the gym. But if you're already stacking your life and having these moments of quality movement, you take a little bit more joy in those everyday movement activities, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. That's when I know, like, I would imagine that it's similar for some people. Um, but I know that like my personality, I can have a habit of just being like, Oh, well, already didn't go. Might as well quit. Like, but if you, but I feel like if that's just one like with my yoga practice, right. Mm-hmm. If my body isn't feeling like incredible, or like, yeah. I can't, I, I don't have, for whatever reason, you know, before I was maybe a teacher and knew how to practice all, all on my own without any guidance, you know, if I maybe missed a yoga class, I had enough, um, my practice was well-rounded enough that like, if I couldn't get to class, I could still do yoga because I could yeah. still breathe or I could still meditate. Mm-hmm. So it feels almost like something like it's kind of similar to me where it's like, well, I didn't get to go to the gym today or I didn't get to go and do exercise, but I did all of this. So I'm still on that like right track, right? Like I'm on the track I want to be instead of just absolutely. Yeah, no, I completely agree with what you're saying about that. Um, it doesn't make it a big deal when you miss the gym because you are hitting those movements in your day-to-day life, how you go to pick something up, how you go to reach for something, how you squat, how you sit down. You start to think about all of that. And at first it can be almost overwhelming. Like, oh, I have to think about everything that I'm going to do. It's not that you have to think about everything you're going to do. It's that you're bringing a quality of awareness to how you do things. And at first that might be a little bit energetically taxing Over time, though, it does become more of a lighter awareness to how you move. And it's kind of embedded. It's a learned pattern within your body that you don't have to think about so much. That's an awesome way to describe it. (laughs) Like, I know, like, I don't, so I don't have necessarily a habit right now of adding extra movement in, but Mm -hmm. because I have, like, issues that I deal with like manual practitioners about like with things Mm -hmm. and like my hip and my pelvic floor. I know that I've, I have started to like, well, I probably within like the last like six months or a year, somewhere in there, I've been super focused or my, 
I have to just like even check in with my body. So like, I would say at this point, like at first it might be like once every three days that I might be like, Oh, remember, what are you doing with your body right now? Mm -hmm. And then it was maybe like once a day. And at this point it's probably like, I don't know, like something ridiculous, like a hundred times a day. Like I'm always like, Oh, what am I doing right now? Shit. I'm like squeezing my like inner thigh muscles. I'm like squeezing my knees together. I'm clenching my jaw. I'm squeezing my belly muscles. Like, and so I, I'm trying to think of like how easy that was to gradually develop that habit of just checking Mm -hmm. in and going, whoa, stop, relax. What are you doing? How am I standing? What am I doing with my legs, arms, breathing, all of that? Yeah. And I'm guessing that it would be just as easy to develop a habit of adding movement. Absolutely. It it really is. And I think back to sitting in my car and driving, and that's one of the moments where I create a lot of tension in my body that's probably a bit unnecessary. So yeah. gripping the steering wheel extremely hard. And I'm like, you know what? I could still <laughs> hold that steering wheel with a little less tension radiating in my body. Yes. <laughs> oh my less. gosh. Yes. Or like, you know, you start to have your head closer to the wheel. You start to round your spine a little bit more. Like I could relax shoulders away from the ears and I could bring my head a little bit closer to the back of my seat instead of on the steering wheel. So things like that, like you said, the first part is doing the body scan. That's a really good strategy for bringing awareness for more movement in the body. Mm -hmm. And then once you have that strategy, you might notice, oh, I haven't got up for the last seven hours, or if you work at a desk, maybe I haven't stood in two hours. Maybe I could try to stand and move around for every 30 minutes. I get up and I walk around for five minutes. And that over a long term is going to make more of a difference than only hitting that one hour class or only having that one hour yoga practice. Could you get up and move more sporadically throughout your day and sprinkle that movement throughout your day? I like that. Mm -hmm. So I can't remember if it was you that told me this or if I read it somewhere else. And if I read it somewhere else, then I have absolutely no idea who said this, (laughs) but it was like, instead of like, like, and it's like talking about what you were just saying, where like, if you sit at a desk for work, something like that, the, the, um, offer was like, Hey, use a smaller glass. So that when you like, because like now we have these like ginormous water bottles, right? And like five liters of water. And it was like, if you use a really small glass, you have to get up and go fill it. So then you'll like add more um, movement because you'll get up and walk over to fill up your glass. And I'm like, that is awesome. I guess it's like a double-edged sword though. Cause you might just, yeah, I, just that. <laughs> I do like that. I know it's like, or you just get severely dehydrated. No, yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're aware of this. So we won't let that happen. No, yes. I didn't say that, but I really like that. I think that's a really, really great idea. So that's like one way that you could stack your life again, smaller cup, you know, you have to drink water, you go up and you get the water. That's yeah. awesome. So we like, that. like my oldest daughter gets so mad at me because every time that we go somewhere, I park at like the farthest away parking yes. spot. And it's twofold. Number one is because we have a truck now and it is way bigger than my van was. And I'm not really great with depth perception. Like <laughs> my ability to know how big the vehicle I'm driving in is not incredible. So I like to park way away so that I don't have to be near other cars or try to pull in between two cars just because I don't 
Like I can do it, but like, <laughs> I'm probably going to swear and yell at my kids when gonna I'm be trying to get for... everyone to be quiet. Yeah. It's just, yeah. No point. I just park way away where no one else is parking anyways. And then we just walk. And then that's the other part of it too, is that I know that I get to walk then for a little bit. Exactly. Which is, which is good. But so like, um, what are some other ways, like you had mentioned little things like checking in with your body with like overhead movements and, Mm -hmm. um, like the way that you're standing when you wash the dishes and you had also mentioned like adding, like squatting into like doing the laundry. What are some other like great ways or not even, well, like just ways that you add extra movement into your like daily life? Like yeah, other than so, those. absolutely. So I think it's really cool because you can get creative with it to suit your own life too. Like you're going to have habits that I don't have and I do things probably that other people don't do. So it's really nice because you can start to reflect on like, ah, I could add this into my life. Um, particularly for me, for example, I really wanted to read a book, but I also knew that you know, I should go outside. It's really nice out, really sunny. And I'm sure that I am dipping into my screen time a little bit too much. So I threw on my audible book and I went for a walk and I got to kind of kill two birds with one stone with that. And then I got to be out in nature and I was put, I actually turned off my audible for a bit and kind of let myself walk around in Tarzan land. That was my first time out there today. It was Was fun. Yeah, it was actually, I was, yeah, shocking. And so I got to listen to my book, walk around. And that's, again, another stack in your life. So you could do that with a phone call too, if you have um, any business meetings that you can do over the phone. Take a walk while you're doing that. Or I know you were telling me that your son likes to pace as he's on the phone or walk around. Oh my gosh, yeah. My youngest one is my youngest son who's nine. My my husband does the same thing. Like he totally (laughs) inherited it from his dad. I could sit on a chair, like in I don't usually sit on my couch, but I sit in like my dining room chair in usually an incredibly weird position. (laughs) (laughs) Talking on the I think it's like a teenage girl habit. Oh my God. Carried on or like lying on your floor on your back, hanging upside down off your bed. And you're like twirling the cord around your (laughs) phone, except for we don't have that anymore. (laughs) Yes. Well, and that's, I guess one of the benefits of all of this cordless technology is like my son legit paces my whole house. So we have a four level split. So he'll start uh-huh. talking about the living room and then we have like six stairs to go down to my other floor or six stairs to go upstairs. And he'll like walk down the stairs, go into his room, walk back up the stairs, walk up the next set of stairs, walk back down. And like, he just literally paces for the whole time he's on the phone, which is cute. And I never <laughs> even really thought about it before that he was like adding extra movement in, but yes. it's, yeah. Yeah. And what you were saying too about sitting on the chair. So, you know, if you do want to watch TV, totally cool. Maybe try sitting down on the floor. So first you've added in that extra layer of getting down to the floor. Uh And then you're probably going to have to change your seated position because over time it eventually does get uncomfortable. So that requires you to move, change the seated position. You might do that four times while you're watching an episode or whatever. And then you've also now required yourself to get back up off the floor. So you've added in that getting down, getting up, which is definitely an important skill that we start to lose over time. If you're not practicing that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. We have, it's like one of my, like, I'm sure every 
single person that teaches yoga. Like you go through like stages where you're obsessed maybe with one movement or one thing. I don't know. I definitely get like that. But one of my obsessions for a while has been getting down to the floor and standing up without using hands. Yes. And every time that we do it in class, I'm like, don't even work. It doesn't matter if you do it or not. It's just like, let's just try. Let's just see. Because eventually it's like a, I mean, it's a movement skill, right? So like, and depending on like how your knees are and how your hips are, like maybe it doesn't work in your body, but maybe you like sit on a stool and then get up or like sit on blocks in a yoga studio and get up. Yes. But like we, every time that we do it, it will be like, okay, see, like if you can get up a different way, if there's like another way that you can move your body getting up. I think that's really great too, because it doesn't have to be aesthetically pleasing. Like sometimes we have yoga postures that are just, they're aesthetically pleasing. Um, Getting up and down off the floor is more task-based movement. So how are we going to accomplish this in the body that we're in? And maybe like you said, with the blocks, we progressively overload this movement. So maybe to start with, we don't have that skill to get up and down off the ground. And we think of strategies, we use tools to get us as close to the ground as we can, we get back up. If you start working with that over time, your range might become a little bit better. Your skills might become a little more enhanced and you might find one day you are able to get down and up off the ground. And that takes work. That takes a lot of work to do that. Well, and I think too, like sometimes we see someone's end result Mm -hmm. and we don't realize how long it took them to get there. Like I have a good range of motion in my knees and have a good range of motion in my hips. So I can come into a squat and that's always been accessible. So it's not something I worked into that just always worked in my body, Mm -hmm. but I lack strength in some parts of my body. So my glute muscles are not really as strong as like my front body muscles. Like my quadriceps are really strong, Mm -hmm. but like... So there are some things though, where like in, when I come into a squat, like I can't come into like a pistol squat from a squat Mm -hmm. without putting my hands on blocks. Like I just can't like at this point, like I can't push one foot into the ground to lift up a little bit, to get my foot out from underneath me without my hands touching something. And that's fine right? Because you're still (laughs) just building that movement. It doesn't have to be like, I am exceptionally skilled and everything I do is perfect. It's like, I can't do that, but what can I do? I can do this. Exactly. If I just tweak this a little bit and make it work, I can make it work this way or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, those are all really good points. And the thing is too, it doesn't have to be a fancy movement. It can be something just as easy or sorry, simple, but not easy as getting up and down off the floor. So that's adding more movement into your life as simple as that. Mm -hmm. When you ask, sorry, sorry, it's always funny to me because when you ask kids, can you stand up from the floor without using your hands? Like, yes. (laughs) With with like, like, they look at you too. You're like, was that easy or hard? They're like, seriously, that was super easy. Like, it's just, It's just, well, they obviously move a lot more in their bodies than we do too, right? Like Mm -hmm. they, you know, I mean, I know that school can be sedentary depending on what grade you're in, but teachers are pretty incredible at adding lots of movement into the day so that the kids are not having to sit still. But yeah, like they're hilarious to watch them and then 
they're just like, yeah, that wasn't hard at all. They're like, next, please. I'm like, can you sit still for five minutes? (laughs) Yeah. Can you sit still for five breaths? (laughs) Exactly. So yes, I won that round, didn't I? Yeah. (laughs) We'll have like randomly where like when I teach kids yoga, I, a lot of it, like parts of the class will be structured and parts of the class are like led by the children. So it'll be like, what do you want to do here? So, cause I want it. I don't know. I just want there to be like a little bit of exploration. Right. But Absolutely. one of the things that's amazing is kids will just start doing like, well, can you do this? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, what? like, how did you just, they can do the craziest like, things with their bodies. Like, yeah. They're like, no warm up. Let's just jump into splits. And you're like, Whoa. <laughs> yes. Or like my son, my, um, so he's my second oldest child, but he's my oldest son. He is one of those few people that can like cross his legs into lotus pose without using his hands. Like he can just cross one he leg. He can just do it. He can just do it. So he would like cross his legs into lotus and then pick himself up into like crow in lotus. Yeah. And then look wow. at me and be like, can't you do that? And I'm like, no, like, no, <laughs> like, no, none of that. Actually, I can't, I can't get into Not crow and Lotus thing. right now. And I can't cross my legs into Lotus without using my hands like that. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's everyone's body is so different, but yeah, like, I feel like if you make it playful too, like if the mindset behind it is like, not like this is a task I have to accomplish, but yeah. like. Um, just like that, like almost like children's mindset, right? Like Where it's curiosity, like exploration, playfulness, yes. all of those qualities into the practice. Yeah. It definitely opens it up for more exploration and a little more low key, I guess you could say. But yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think too, another strategy is just getting outside because your environment does shape you and it moves you in different ways. So if you go and like you were saying earlier, you went out to the bush and you were required to move in all these different ways that we wouldn't have been able to in our concrete jungle, (laughs) I like to call it. Um, so we usually walk on flat surfaces or we're going upstairs, but there's really no like hills around here. Um, there's nothing that requires us to really balance or I don't know, you were talking about your bush hike. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so we went out, so there's like a couple of trails for like people riding like, um, like ATVs, like quads and snowmobiles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they're like, there's so many and like some of them are overgrown. So we went through a whole bunch of overgrown trails today, which means we had to like duck down under branches. We had to like climb around. Like there's so yes. many massive puddles. So like a lot of them, we could kind of walk out just around the side of it. And we maybe had to walk like sideways, so like shuffle our feet. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And we would do that. And then, but at the same time, you're like ducking under branches or like grabbing things or holding branches to keep your balance, which is mm-hmm. kind of fun. But at one point we got to this spot where it was so flooded and the, 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 I don't know. I don't, I don't know why I can't think of the word right now. <laughs> the, like <laughs> the bush Pressure's around <laughs> was so dense that you couldn't get back into the bush. Cause there's a lot of like thorny trees, thorny bushes okay. that were really prickly. Mm-hmm. So we ended up having to, there's all these like dead logs that had fallen over and we ended up having to walk across the logs and like <laughs> for like, mm, I'm really bad at like, I have no idea how long it was, but if I had to guess, I would say like 50 feet. 
because I'm looking at my house right now and where (laughs) I am. And I know how wide each of my rooms are. So I would say probably 50. It was far. Like it was far. And we had to go from like one log to another log to another log. And it was so there was like little branches where sometimes you could grab like a tree stump or a branch like along the way. But it was super fun. And even with my kids, like I was like, well, how did you feel like my one daughter was getting really nervous because she felt Mm -hmm. really unsteady walking on the logs. They're also, sorry, super (laughs) wet, (laughs) super wet logs covered in moss. And we're wearing like rain boots, which makes it extra. Oh my gosh. Right. So as we're walking along, she was getting like scared because she didn't want to fall. This fear element, this fear energy. (laughs) But it was one of those things where it was such an opportunity to, you know, not just the physical aspect of that movement, but at the Mm -hmm. end of that, I was like, well, how did you, like, how do you feel now? She's like, I'm actually like really proud of myself that I did it. That's awesome. And then I, so awesome. it's just like, it opens up so much extra because then we got to talk about how like we perceive fear and like she knew yeah. that at any point in time she could put her foot down. We weren't over top of an ocean. It yeah. Was there was like really a, a low puddle. risk to the, to yeah. the game. <laughs> the worst case scenario was that if she had stepped into the water, it probably would have been up to her thighs. So it was Whoa. deep. And now that's pretty deep. Yeah. Like it wasn't a shallow puddle. Like it was deep. But like she would have been safe, right? It just yeah. would have sucked because she would have been cold and wet. Exactly. But and we yeah, could say like, that moves the body in a different way too. So yes, <laughs> the cold therapy. So that's requiring your cells to move in different ways too. Yeah. <laughs> Positive side on that. So. Oh yeah. But yep, yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty neat. We got to walk through like mud, like lots and lots of mud, which is super slippery. So then you're constantly yeah. using your proprioception to balance and yeah. Yeah, it was like we ended up we were ended up being on this walk for like over two hours. That's so and it's so it much fun. it turns to be so much more than just a walk. It's really like down regulating at times. Oh yeah. You're outside, you're interacting with nature, with one another, and you're moving in all these different ways that probably being at home wouldn't require you to move in those ways. Yeah. So that's no. awesome. I'm pretty sure we also found like wild growing like chaga mushrooms. I took pictures of them and we took them. So I think that if we, cause that is like another thing I want to eventually learn how to do is like forage. Yes, me too. It's like on my list of like things I really want to, like a skill I want to learn in my life. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. That requires you more interaction with your environment and with the land and moving in different ways too. That's so exciting. Let me know. Yeah. (laughs) So that like, I have a girl that I know that does know things about mushrooms. So I was going to send her off a picture of this and be like, can you just look at this and offer me your opinion? (laughs) Yeah. We did look it up though. Like we did look it up to see like how, you know, if it is like a chaga mushroom and it looks to me like it is, but anyways, mushrooms are finicky. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to like do anything with it until I know for sure what it is, but it's, I don't know. It's just, yeah, (laughs) there's so much. And I feel like when you, yeah. Like, so obviously we exercised cause we mm-hmm. walked for probably about uh, I would say our whole walk, the whole huge loop that we did was probably at least five to seven kilometers. Like it was Whoa. like a good little walk. Like it was That's like a, a big walk. loop that we went into. Is so a local trail or 
It's like it's like the bush out in court, right? Okay. <laughs> like, so it's, it's like, like you only know private property, but they have like, yeah. There's like some properties where you know that you're allowed to go on them, and then some properties you're not allowed to go on them. Uh, you I just see. have to be really respectful of like the farmers' fields. Yeah. Because there's like winter wheat growing and stuff like that. Uh, okay. But out in the trails, like it's fun. <laughs> oh, so that's yeah, awesome. like it's like this giant, yeah, this giant like loop. Um, very, very cool in this. Okay. So in the show notes for this too, I am going to, um, see if I can link that app that you had posted about the other day for like trails. Yeah. Cause we did yes. go on that and look and like, yeah, it looks it's awesome. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It's missing a few trails. I was out in oil Springs. It didn't have the oil Springs trail on there, but it does have a lot of great trails that I was like, whoa, there's so many, so many across in the States too, which I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, I'll there was a there ton eventually. in the States and I was like, oh, can I, I couldn't <laughs> find a way to change the filter to just Canada, but I guess that's uh, one of the things, right. When you live so close to yeah, the border. States, like it shows up because it's in your, within that, like, I don't know, like radius circle. That it, yes. Thank you. In the circle, the <laughs> radius <laughs> inside of your circle. <laughs> Words are hard today. Oh my gosh. They are. Yeah. And link, hard. you can link Katie Bowman, move your yeah. DNA into the show notes too, because I found her just super inspiring for looking at exercise in a bigger lens, a movement sort of frame. So that yeah. really helped me take joy in like the little things that I did throughout my day. If I didn't get to go to the gym or if I didn't get to go to a yoga class. Yeah. I'll also mm-hmm. link to like your, um, your stuff. So like your Facebook or not, oh, Facebook, yeah. like your, like, yeah, well, your social Instagram. media, like I'll link your social media and I'll link your website because your classes are phenomenal. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't get to go with them very much, but now at least I get to do online practices with people sometimes. <laughs> I know it's actually so. really exciting. I'm like, Ooh, was anything happening tonight or tomorrow morning? Are you teaching one tomorrow morning or anything? <laughs> tomorrow morning, I am doing a zoom meeting, Ooh. um, for someone who's making, um, I'm going to be doing like an online, um, restorative, uh, practice for like, um, uh, like embodiment and like, well, like for like reconnecting with like our body and like, oh, cool. like boosting self-esteem and like passion. And you're teaching and, this? Yeah. Awesome. So it's for someone, it's like for one of my friends, um, for, she's like a teacher. So it's for a group of people that she's teaching, but yeah, so that will be fun. That's but exciting. That's my Very thing. Cool. I've been like, I haven't actually done any sort of like live streams for my classes, Oh yeah. Because my, um, my studio is like in Corona, which has maybe better, slightly better internet than my house, <laughs> but oh, like okay. not great. So like my, if I tried to stream something, like it's really likely that it could cut out. It oh, can come and go like annoying. Yeah. It's not, it's not at all. Um, ideal, I guess. Ideal. Cause I tried for a while because I had a thought a while ago about streaming some of my just regular classes. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. work smarter, not harder. You're already teaching classes. Yeah, what exactly. If you just stream the classes <laughs> that you're teaching. Oh my but gosh, then yes. it's just so intermittent that it just doesn't, yeah. it doesn't always work. So, but yeah. Oh, well, well, is there anything that you had wanted to talk about that I hadn't, um, that our conversation didn't kind of flow that direction? 
No, like, um, I think we hit it all. And I think that it just kind of points out that movement doesn't have to be so regimented into one hour periods and it doesn't have to take place in a gym or in a studio, but it can take place in your home and in the environment around you and it's accessible and you can start with just doing that body scan to bring awareness to how you're moving. And then maybe as you bring that awareness to what you're doing through your day, you start to just incorporate picking things up, putting things down, reaching and adding a little bit more light or more movement into your life and becoming creative with your strategies that suit your life. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. So obviously we didn't mention the fact yet that we had a call conversation <laughs> that, that I somehow didn't record properly. And hey, so I feel like we, we covered like new ground on this one too. So, and you know what? It probably was the universe just making things work out well. Cause I feel like this conversation, I don't think our, our other conversation was awesome too, yeah, but I feel like this was conversation good. was really good. And just more practice. Yeah. <laughs> we got a whole exactly. other chance to practice and chat. So that's right. Awesome. Well, awesome. thank you for having me, Shannon. <laughs> You're welcome. And I will talk to you soon. And I hope that someday in the near future, this distancing ends and we can have coffee again. <laughs> Absolutely. I think so too. I'm almost out of all my coffee. So <laughs> oh, did you see that the ground up roastery is delivering coffee? I already messaged them. <laughs> you are so on it. <laughs> I already messaged them. I'm like, I need more. <laughs> yeah. I awesome. cannot do without coffee. There's so many things we can go without. I know. I'm like, but I need we were talking coffee. about it today and I was like, about like things that we could do without. Cause like grocery stores are getting really empty. I'm yeah. like, literally if I had like eggs and like greens yeah. and like olive oil and nuts and like cheese, like I really like goat cheese. <laughs> I could live off that for a long time and be totally happy. And then coffee. Like I need coffee. I'm like, yeah, coffee's my blood. <laughs> my life coffee. Blood. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you go. Enjoy oh. the rest of your night and we'll talk Thank soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye, okay. Shannon. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.